Hello and welcome to, um, what are we called again? Cartoonists drink whiskey and talk about the election on the NBN, I Buffering. think. Yes. Buffering. Is that it? Yeah, that's we, I thought we changed it. No, we didn't know that's it. Anyway, we're drinking whiskey and we're talking about the second week of the election, of this eight-week election campaign. Hello, I'm... Who are you? First dog on the uh, Walkley Award-winning country, Guardian Australia. I'm first dog on the moon. Uh, just freshly returned from the Sydney Writers' Festival. What a, a glamorous spectacle it was. What did you do this weekend, John? Uh, I chopped some wood and I uh, collected some pine cones. You are, oh, I was going to say you're a man of the people. No, you're more like Piglet <laughs> or Eeyore. Didn't find a single heffalump. <laughs> uh, That's so, what I did. The election. What happened this Hang on, week? I haven't said who I am yet. I'm oh. John Kadoka, multi-award winning cartoonist and national treasure. Mate, I am. You'll, be, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Retired national treasure. Got Retired sick of it. I don't like I'm an enough. international treasure now anyway. No, you're not. All right. Yeah. All right, anyway, we're talking about the election. Yes. How about, uh, how good was it last week? It was, oh. it was a, a gala week. I believe there was a policy, but we're probably not going to talk about that because it was all about the gates last week. Yes, yes. Is uh, Spudgate or dead, dead Catgate, as it could be known. Well, yeah, I mean, but Spudgate and Raidgate kind of, you know, segue into Dead Catgate. And there's other gates, but we'll, anyway. should we start? Should we start with Spudgate? All right, what was Spudgate if it wasn't Dead Catgate? <laughs> well, it was Dead Catgate allegedly, oh, okay. but it was like, um, what's his name? Dutton, our, our yeah. ex Minister for Immigration, hopefully to be Minister for Immigration again. <sighs> he's um he's come out. And he's just, he's just basically, he's gone, you know what, there aren't really that many immigrants in Australia. I'll insult immigrants, all of them. <laughs> they won't mind being told they're illiterate and innumerate and job-stealing swine. Job-stealing swine while they're on the dole. <laughs> That's right. How, how crap are Australian workers if illiterate and innumerate uh, asylum seekers can come here um, and just take their jobs like that? Pretty I'm, bad, I mean... I, that was I, I stole that off Twitter like most of my other jokes, but I think that was a good point. That was an excellent. I think you curated curated that joke exceptionally yeah. well. Yes, it was an homage. <laughs> oh, that's right. Speaking of, of Twitter jokes, I use a Twitter joke. I used I I homaged um, South Park. I mean, the, the the election in the second week went straight to they took our jobs. It was amazing. That's it was like dur dur. That's exactly it. and and. Is anybody well? Here's, here's, there's two questions coming out of this. Is anybody really listening in, you know, in, in hard-working, decent, God-fearing, or not so longer God-fearing, um, middle Australia? Are people listening? Do they really care what Peter Dutton's saying, what Malcolm Turnbull's saying? Are they listening to Bill Shorten? Well, we don't know. And anybody who's well, listening to this, anybody who listens to this podcast <laughs> also does not know. <laughs> yeah, you should be ashamed of yourselves. But Twitter is listening. This is the thing. Twitter is listening. And uh, in The Guardian... Uh, just last week, uh, uh, the deputy editor of the Guardian. We have a new editor of the Guardian. We're not Taylor. We're all very excited about that. But we'll you roll them over pretty fast, the Guardian. No, look, listen. That's the Kath Bynum. You really want the history? Guardian editors of the Australian um, editors of the Australian Guardian. Why they actually don't roll over quickly? God no. No, you don't. So let me keep going. They do we'll, though. We'll, it's, no, they don't, John. They're all from England. That they just want to go back. Well, fair um, Why would you? you, you be, they come here. They come here. They're illiterate. They're innumerate. They edit the Guardian. 
and they take our jobs and then they go. And, and then they give the job to Lenore. Yeah, and exactly. They gave it to so, Lenore, who's, who's very literate, and I imagine she can count. She's extraordinarily numerous. She seems um, lovely. Yes, she's very nice, and she's my new boss. And yeah. she's my awesome. favourite person a lot for years. But Will wrote this article suggesting that Crosby Texter um, have, a, have a, an election strategy called the Dead Cat. Um, Boris Johnson, former Mayor of London, described it in detail, uh, which is that you put if you people aren't talking about something and you want them to focus on what you want them to focus on you throw a dead cat on the table and then they spend all their time talking about the dead cat and it was suggested that Dutton's uh, comments were a dead cat and I of course did a hilarious cartoon about it as well but um, so is that's what happening is is, is the is the uh, election being manipulated by mysterious money men in the background, and if so, is that any different than usual? Well, not really. I mean, I think it usually is, and that's fine. I mean, you know, you, richness should be encouraged, etc. And, um, you know, I, I just think... Capitalism's you... bad, John. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. Um, look, <laughs> sure, um, I, I imagine that they, they may have gone and gone, you know, here's a dead cat, Dutz, spud, lob it on the table, see okay. what happens. But... I don't know. I think, um, you know, the, the the old term for for it was dog whistling, which was, yes. um, you know, I mean, how... But dog, dog whistling isn't always a deliberate ploy to redirect people's attention. Well, I mean, it is, but in, in an election context, you know indeed, what I mean? Indeed. Like, this is this is more of a... I mean, it, it has segued over the years to more of a kind of sending someone out to do a silent fart, in a way. You know. Right. That, you know that everyone nips it, and everyone knows who's done it. But there's sort of plausible deniability, and I think what Dutz has done is he's just gone out and just let one rip a real, you know, a real trombone blast of a fart, and it's you know people have run screaming from the room, going just what a terrible thing you've done, Dutz, and he's standing there going, what's well, fine, what's well, all good, mate. You're lowering the tone. I know, but I think that's what happened. I don't think you can lower the tone after his little speech. No, honestly. not of the election of this podcast. Of this <laughs> podcast, it's just quite. Upstanding and dignified. And yeah, I played the first fart card, fart. didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, Two so. weeks in and we were our first fart track. Well, so Dutton has... Um, I mean, and if the, 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 the sad and or funny thing is that even if it wasn't deliberate and it wasn't a dead cat, it doesn't matter anymore because everybody believes it could well have been a dead cat, so it doesn't... You know, it, it's neither here nor... the cat, It's the dead Schrodinger's cat that's neither here nor there. If you know what I mean, I, I do. I'm not sure yeah. if you do. Good. <laughs> well, uh, so what? So then we went from Spudgate to what was the next gate? Uh, Raidgate. Raidgate. Raid that was AFP a great gate. gate. So that how, Raidgate was the the alleged second dead cat to, how to about, distract her from the dead cat. You know, you're sitting in the NBN call centre or down there in marketing, and your boss comes up and he says, "Listen, Brian, we want you." We want you to go, we're going to deputise you. The AFP are going to deputise you and send you off to, to Brunswick. Thank you, just down the road from me here at the Institute. Mm. Um, and you're going to raid some people's houses. How good would that be? I don't know. I mean, I've never worked in a call centre. Have you ever worked in a call centre? I, I used to run a call centre, and it would be a highlight of your day. <laughs> I, I, expect, you got I expect I would jump in. at the chance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, do you will... Dead cat gate, was it a deliberate ploy? Raid gate, was it a deliberate ploy, John? Are we getting a bit tinfoil hat here? It strikes me that, that 
nothing about this seems to... If it was a deliberate ploy, I, I just think it went awry. Well, has, what is it saying? Never ascribe malice when stupidity is a possible explanation. Well, and or incompetence. I think... Yeah. In, I'm not quite sure who wins here, actually. I mean, I don't think anyone looks particularly clever. Um, well, I can't... I can't say that Malcolm necessarily, everyone kind of look, going, look over there, look at how well the NBN's going. Exactly. <laughs> Not necessarily <laughs> how he wanted things to go at this point. Uh, yes. I mean, that's – and so why would you do it? And, and when did Mitch Fifield know? And if so, when did he know? And why didn't he tell the Prime Minister and blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. they're terrible. They're all so terrible. I don't know. I just, it's, it's more confusing than evil, this one, which is good. That's – I like that it's that it's sort of become quite postmodern, the well, whole election yeah, process maybe. already. I mean, if you were a Labor staffer and the, the AFP bounced into your house at two o'clock on a Sunday morning, you'd probably be less confused and, and uh, more alarmed, don't you think? <laughs> I expect I would, I would be alarmed and possibly alerted. But yeah, look, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just had it penciled in for that date and they went, well, you know, yeah. it's in the diary. No, the iPhone's gone beep. Yeah. It says go and raid the Conroy's place. Yeah, and uh, off they popped. Look, anyway, look, I think we've got to the bottom of um, Raidgate. Those two gates. Yeah, the Raidgate was like, it was the second dead cat or it wasn't. And the first cat may have been a dead cat or it may not, may have been alive. I don't know. In the box, you don't yeah. know. If there uh, were two cats in the box, you'd know. They'd be fighting. That could be something. I don't know. Anyway, we'll move along. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's. What? What? What's next on this list? That Housegate. Very quick. Housegate. Housegate. Uh, garden gate. Hey. Uh, I know. Yeah. Look. Housegate. Yeah. What is um. Housegate? It was David Feeney's house. Oh. <laughs> it was. It was what? The, 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 the case of the somewhat forgetful owner of a house. And the, the negative gearing. Yes. Well, you forgot about that too. You didn't yes. Know, you just. You didn't know anything about this house. It may not. It may turn out not to be his house. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, I love that. I love that the Greens got got the the tenants to put up a a billboard in the front yard. That was pretty funny. They're cheeky, those Greens, aren't they? They're yeah. cheeky little buggers. Yeah, they're not. They're not good people. No, I don't, I don't think they are. I mean, you know, uh, David Paris is one of them. Yeah. We mentioned that last week. We should mention that every week just to make sure people remember. David every week. Yeah. What what a garbage person he is. All right, yeah. we've done that. Tick that box. I mean, everyone wants to, you know. Smack David Finney over the back of the head now because he's ruined the election for the Labor Party. Um, Someone had it, to do it. Well, yeah, of course, but it's it wouldn't wouldn't it be funny if he lost his seat. And he's kind of dented the negative gearing is bad argument for the ALP. Um, but I, my view is that they should probably persist with it anyway because it's reasonably popular with everybody who doesn't own more than. Two houses. Well, I reckon it's like they should say that. Obviously, you know, if David Feeney's doing it, it is bad. So that's why we're trying to stop it. I mean, in a way, <laughs> David Feeney's got to take one for the team now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, so, I'll, I'll, look, I'll, yeah. do you want do you want to be like David Feeney and have negative gearing, or do you want everyone to be not like David Feeney and not have negative gearing? It's, now, there's a slogan. Okay, I want to see that on a billboard. Be less like David Feeney. Be less like David Feeney. I mean, I'm sorry, David. He seems like Election. a nice bloke. To be honest, uh, that's got they've got my vote now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, you wouldn't want him, um, you wouldn't want him to be a, like a driving your taxi for you, you know, taking uh, me to my house, you give me the address, you just take you anywhere. No, but then, then, the I think the the ALP trying to bounce back or do their own little dead cat 
um, started talking. Was it was it them or was it Barry Cassidy? I mean, he's a WC, so he might as well be the Labor Party anyway. Yeah, but he's virtually he's run ha- to the top. Was it Corman who said uh, he lives in? Uh, oh, I can't remember. One of them lives in the did, was doing the hockey and living in the wife's house and negatively gearing it and uh, uh, paying rent and getting two hundred seventy three dollars a night. Yeah, uh, yeah. just being just being rotting, rotting, rotting. Well. That's what they're doing. Do a bit of research before. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you put that in a nutshell. <laughs> but they're doing bad. They they just doing they're bad, bad things in Canberra. Like, the politicians they just they take our stuff and they don't care. That's what it's gate, saying. Bad. I mean, but if they are bad, if, housegate bad. <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah, not good. So you know. Um, and that's everyone but the Greens who have been bad. And then we get to Opergate. Oh, but have they exactly? Yeah. Opergate. Bad. Bad. What is he thinking? And, and the, what was the thing? He, uh, Richard D. Natale, mm. the leader of the Greens, and I read a very long Facebook post in which he explained how it wasn't a gate. Mm. But it was kind of, oh, by about sentence 82, I was, you know, losing, uh, losing my uh, will to live, really. Yeah. Uh, and he, he said that when you combine... The salaries they get plus the board and the food, you know, the home brand tuna they're allowed to eat, um, it all adds up to an appropriate wage for um, uh, for uh, an au pair. Okay. But of course, everybody wants. Everybody's really asking the question: Why? Why are you having au pairs anyway, man? You know, Middle Australia doesn't have au pairs. That's what's wrong with the Greens. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's with, well within his rights to have an au pair. Absolutely. I think. But then you, you can't go around saying some of the other stuff, some of the anti-au pair stuff. I don't all think, those have, they, goes on. have they been, have they got a specifically anti-au pair policy of the Greens? They probably have, knowing them. Who would have a policy? Yeah, them? probably do. Yeah. Or live in, or live in nanny, or, uh, I mean, yeah. Is that, is that going to be like the new, the new kind of way that employment's going though? It's like, you know, people on unemployed people on four dollars an hour, and they can live in someone's back shed. Kubernetes, that sort of thing. Yeah, and just you know, Take a moment's notice. Well, yes, I, I would suggest it is, and it's um, I'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about me. You'll, you'll be fine uh, as long as you don't annoy okay. Lenore. Because no, Lenore, uh, she's great. She, she seems nice though. I don't, I don't yeah, think I'll be in trouble with her. Um, but. <sighs> Yeah, so so the Greens not a good look for the Greens. Dean Natale is the new David Feeney, really, from what I can tell. Pretty much, but he's, yeah. he's look he's, he dresses more snappily. Um, yes, but that's anybody apart from me. I mean, I think me and David Feeney would probably be on a par. Yes, sartorially. No, you, you're actually you're pretty no, sharp. I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. I, well, but it's the cartoonist uniform, isn't it, John? Yeah, look. We, it's the jeans, it's the T-shirt, it's the long sleeve shirt, or shorts with the Birkenstocks. Oh, yeah, that's a good look. So you don't always wear Birkenstocks. What do you wear? Sometimes I wear Crocs. You wear Crocs. They're comfortable, and they're cheap, so and they're practical. People are listening. This is natural. Yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid. <laughs> you should I'm, be. I'm, I'm, Crocs. I'm John Kadelka, and I wear Crocs. I love to wear Crocs. 
David Finney uh, probably wears Crocs, too. But you know Richard Di Natale doesn't, although he makes his au pairs wear Crocs. I bet he does. <laughs> Very green Crocs. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we I don't know. I don't know whether we, we... We've gone au pair game. We've gone bad, good, indifferent, we don't care. It's bad, uh, oh, no, it? bad, bad. It's a bad look. It's bad. I mean, because you're, I mean, you're so obviously in the Greens' pocket. You, I think this would be not. a good chance for you to pretend you're not right now and say the Greens are bad. I said, I, no, I said it's bad. and Because, okay. you know, you've got to look at two things. You've got to look at the inherent values in it and also the optics from an electoral perspective. You know, so it's a bad look yeah. for an election. But is he a bad person for making his... Au pairs eat homebred tuna and wear Crocs, and I say yes. <laughs> I don't think you should have the homebred tuna is a bit much. I mean, the mercury levels and that's terrible. Absolutely. That's Back why they up. have to. That's why they change them every six months because they start, you know, <laughs> going mad, throwing fins, having tea parties and things. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, look, that's enough of that. Oh, look, we've done gate. what? What's our next gate? No, snog gate. What about snog gate? Oh, you're right. No, forget the snog gate. I'm, I completely missed this. You did. Yes, uh, I, it was because I was at the Sydney Riders Festival, you see, which is such a refined atmosphere that, you know, people, well, what happened? Sold out show, I heard you had. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, as, as the technician who did my show was saying to me in the elevator afterwards, that was... It was the, literally in the elevator, wasn't it, the show? Uh, 16 said, people maximum. That, that, was, that was the highlight of the festival, he said. Was it? Uh, that's what he said. And, and he was a tech, so he saw a lot of the shows. No, we actually had an enormous amount of fun, and I got to give David Barra Bandicoot. Um, yeah, not not a euphemism. Uh, it was um, no, it was great. And it doesn't have to be a, euf- a euphemism to be still unsavoury. <laughs> it was. It was I'm one just of my saying. Little, one of my little uh, plush toys, John, that I sell at the first shop on the moon. Hey, that is something we haven't done in this podcast. Well, plug all your crap. No, plug all you. You have crap too. You know. Oh, mine's quality, mate. <laughs> well, not. I'm in one of your books, so so you need to get your story straight. <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. anyway, so people should buy Bandicoot's off. Yeah, he's um, got heaps, millions of them left. Snoggate. Yeah. Um, Snoggate, yeah, look, uh, what's his name? The chap, um, Thingo. Who is Bill. He? Bill, Bob. Bill Shorten. Yes. No, Bill Shorten, we know who he is oh, now. Cause... I met Bob Brown at the Sydney Riders Festival. Did you? Fellow, yeah. He's yeah. a lovely bloke, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He looks exactly like you think he'd look. Doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway, so what what happened to Bob? Bill? <laughs> Bill. He was doing it he was doing one of those walks amongst the people which they said that, that all the pundits said that they were going to avoid doing that. So they've yes. been doing it quite a bit. And um he bumped into a, a person who um dragged him in for a almighty snog. It was incredible. Oh my god. Was, I think there was tongue. Did he lean into it? I mean Oh look was he it, wasn't you know, was it hot? He didn't fight hard, I've got to say. It was <laughs> it was steamy. Oh, Jesus. No, oh, you know, I mean, I don't get out much, but it seemed fairly... Look, anyway, look, he seemed to enjoy it. She seemed to enjoy it. No harm was done. Vote one saucy bill. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's... that's um, that's. um, I don't think... Seen, haven't seen anyone snogging um, Malcolm yet. No, well, you would... Uh, no, I won't say that. Um, you. Right. So <laughs> we, we, we we're putting out. that down as... Hey? We can edit it out. What, no, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to say you'd probably be... You'd probably be swallowed whole. Ugh. Yeah, some. Yeah. There, yeah, right, we edit that out. We can talk anything else. Uh, no, but we we have to answer whether it's Snoggate. Snoggate bad? We don't uh, think it was bad for Bill. No, I think it's good. I think it's not good. It's like good. a man of the people. I'm gonna. She's gonna cop a feel in the and middle was, of in the middle of Westfield. That's <laughs> yeah. fair enough. 
she got it. She definitely got a bit of man boob in there. And I, That's democracy for you. And I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't planned because if it was, it wouldn't have gone down like it did. Okay, that's, that's well, that, no, I, I, I approve of that one. So we'll give that one a good. I'm calling, that one. I'm calling it good. Yeah, that's that's the only gate we like. Um, okay, snob gate. Right. Approved. Yeah. Where are we going to? Uh, we, oh, you were going to talk about policy. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to. Be look, quick. Yeah, look, they just, uh, there's. Was like, there any? There was, there, well, there's jobs and grace, I think. That's not a policy. Oh, it's, it's a general. It's a, it's a pathway to, to this country's prosperity, mate. Why do you hate prosperity so much? Why? Because, because it kills the little furry animals. Yeah, right? well, look. They, yes. That, you haven't got an answer for that, have you? That's true. But is that such a bad thing? Is it such animals. a bad thing? I mean, you know, mice, rats, that's small and furry. No, I'm talking about all the marsupials. I mean, you live in Hobart, John. You're surrounded by them. No, you're no, you couldn't kill them all. You you're... couldn't kill them all if you tried, and I have, God knows. But... Oh, people, uh, Tasmania. Yeah. I've been to Tasmania, right? Yeah. And there's nothing... And there's two kinds of people in Tasmania. There's the people who look who are really sad when they see roadkill, mm. and there are people who are really into making the people who look sad when they kill, see roadkill sad because they really like to make roadkill. There's also the people who just scrape it up and take it home and cook it. There are not. No, that's not true. But look, the reason that you see more roadkill in Tasmania, and this is a true story, I've heard it from zoologists, is that, in fact, we just don't scrape them up as much as other people. We leave them there as a warning to animals. No, it's because you've got more furry animals. No, you've... I've already said what the reason is. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a scientist. I do. I am, actually. Yeah, all right. Okay. And I talked to people who are real scientists, and that's what they said. Oh, no, I could be wrong. Anyway, we'll, cut, we'll edit that out, too. But look. Edit, edit all of it. What were we talking about? Uh, policy. Policy. Oh, yeah, look. Yeah, um, right. There's jobs and growth. That was, um, that was Malcolm. And yeah. um, uh, Bill, you right? Bill? Uh, penalty rates. Bill, Bill's going for he's 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 generally he's generally for them, though. If the Fair Works say that um, he's not for them, he's not. So you, the independent arbiter's going to. Yeah, I did. I did. I forgot. I didn't. It was quite a good one too. And you know, he was just he's he's willing to let Fair Work have their say, though he'll, you know, he'll he'll shake his fist at them if they if they get rid of Sunday penalty rates, like much like. Treasurers shake their fists at the banks when they raise interest rates, and everyone, you know, want to reserve, and everything is carries on as as you'd expect. Um, the Greens are going to definitely legislate to make sure the penalty rates stay right when they are in government. No, but, but but why do you care, John? I mean, when was the last time you earned penalty rates? I don't get penalty rates. No, I work on Sundays. You and I, we work seven days a week. Yeah, I'm always working. Yeah, that's all I do, and we don't get penalty rates. No, ah. I mean it's so, just a tough job too. It's you know, it's backbreaking. Could be a cartoonist sitting and hunching over the drawing board for minutes sometimes. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. Well, we do a lot of thinking, and um, you know, I do. Well, I actually mentioned the Sydney Rice Festival the other day when I did my sellout show. Yeah, uh, my friend Chris Hendry, who introduced me. Oh, that guy. Uh, he said, he said, he's lovely. Uh, he said, <laughs> "He said, it's really hard for cartoonists because they have to always be across the issues of the day, and there's a lot of really difficult tragedy out there, and it's it can be really sad because we have to know, we have to immerse ourselves in in all of the stuff." And I thought that was a really lovely thing to say. It was completely untrue, but well, I was uh, going to say until he went on to say, except for this bloke who's worked out the solution is just to steal everyone's jokes off Twitter, and. 
but it was funny because I felt, well, what I thought was, yeah. that's completely untrue, but what I felt was how true it is, John. It sounds I mean, true, doesn't it? How having to, you know, I mean, and journalists have to do it too, you know, people uh, who, I mean, anyone who reads the internet faces faces tragedy every day, but all those people can turn off and, and they can look away, John. We can't look away. No, that's right. We just and have to. We don't even get penalty rates. We don't. We should. We should. We Probably totally should. Danger money as well. Yes. And so, it, were there any other policies though? Uh, look, there was like something about uh, Medicare, like the ALP are for it. Liberals hate it, like usual. Um, and they was get very expensive, and they were like, because ALP they hate business, so they're going to not give them the tax cut, so they're going to spend their million bucks on fifty million what? bucks or so Thank on Medicare. Okay, here is my election pledge. Yeah. That before we do this next podcast, yeah, we will do some research. <laughs> we should. The we should. The Delta First Dog election podcast undertakes. If we are successful in being alive next weekend, yeah. we will do some research before we launch into this. Um, essentially, incredibly self-indulgent. Uh, <laughs> Thirty minutes. Is incredibly self-indulgent. It's actually more self-indulgent. Than last week, it's well. Look, yes, more more rambling, less jokes. So yeah, fewer jokes. Yeah, yes, fewer jokes. Although people did, um, and the scary thing was at the end of last week's podcast, I said whoever listened all the way to the end, I think was to be made an order of Australia and became a professional cartoonist. Yeah, and there were quite a few people on the internet who said to me, "When am I getting my order of Australia?" and "Am I a professional cartoonist now?" So. What I found most distressing about it was that people actually listened all the way to the end. I mean, whoever you are, listener, listening right now, you, you know, this has been going for minutes. I can, I can safely say that they, one thing is that they're very gullible people. <laughs> yes, yes, they should buy a bandicoot. They should definitely buy a bandicoot and probably one of my tables, which are quality tables that I make. Oh, no, you're actually, well, I'm at the top of that list. Because I didn't know you were making tables, and then you bloody sold them all. I know. I didn't get a table. Sorry. They're really good tables. Yeah, I can only imagine. I want yeah. one of your tables. You could put a drink on it. I have a, a piece of... of, of a plate. Cadelka furniture in my house. You should. I might do. I might do some. Very, very reasonable rates. Um, so we've got, we're getting to that winners and losers, because we kind of we did policy there, didn't we? Like, um, ALP likes Medicare... Liberals like big business. Greens like the planet not dying. That's Stop. pretty much it so far. Stop talking about policy, man. I just thought I'd wrap You're it losing. up. I, I, I'm putting people. I'm putting it in a nutshell for the nation. Okay. Now they know. All right, good. So the winners and losers. Who won? Well, did, did democracy win? Our democracy is always a winner during the festival of democracy, and I think that democracy did win this week. Essentially, right. I mean, we were still voting, aren't we? I mean, like, what about what about truth, John? What about the facts? Oh, look. I think I think we can definitely say that cats didn't win. Cats, yes. Cats, because you know, you know, you know, dead cats don't fall out of trees. Or well, they would actually. O, au pairs didn't win. No, au pairs definitely. The, well, maybe they did. Maybe maybe all the au pairs that all the other politicians are using suddenly got surprising retrospective pay rises. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That evening, <laughs> along with a, a non non disclosure contract to sign. Uh, David Feeney, loser. probably probably a loser this week. I mean that the whole kind of um, yeah. Greens 
Green's poster in his, you know, at the front yard of his place. I mean, they've brought, no they've brought his attention to the fact that he owns a house, which would be good, obviously. I mean, if someone said, hey, you own a $2.3 million house, I'd be going, that's excellent. Overall, yeah. I think he's a winner, though, because he's found it. He's got a $2.3 million house. Yep, David oh, well, Feeney's the winner. David Feeney okay. is the winner. He's I mean, that's like, that's better than finding like $2 in change down the back of the couch. And, and it's true. It's absolutely true. But, well, it, I, I think, I think, I think Kissing was the winner as well. I love was the winner. Romance. Um, and, but are we calling it for Malcolm or are we calling it for Bill? I think, I think, uh, because nothing really happened a lot, the polls are pretty even. Malcolm's slightly less popular, Bill's slightly, I mean, he, he's still much more popular than Bill, but he's slightly less popular than he was. And Bill, who is still much less popular than Malcolm, is still slightly more popular than real previously yeah because there was so little movement color or action i'm i'm going to call it for bill just sort of like a a a bradbury kind of week yeah yeah fair enough i'll give you that yeah i think potatoes are the losers this week i mean they've been associated with peter dutton and potatoes are nice i mean potatoes are nutritious and they're delicious i mean i wouldn't eat peter dutton if you roasted him for you know in in goose fat for 20 minutes (laughs) it's funny you mentioned potatoes because I was at the Sydney Writers Festival this week, and and I I took some of my soft toys. You know, I have an Ian McClymont Denialis potato, uh, and I, I I gave them out to a number of people, including Keridwen Dovey, who wrote a book about animals, which I couldn't read because they all die. Uh, but I was on a panel with her, and and I, I gave I gave her a potato. That's, that's a bit of a spoiler, isn't it? Not a euphemism either. <laughs> no, it's in the content section. Oh, okay. I could, I, wrote, I read the context. I read the contents list of all the animals and their stories and how they die. Yeah. I got a bit teary, so I wasn't going to read that one. Oh, I did man. talk about that website, though, doesthedogdie.com, which tells you if there's a dog in the movie, yeah. does it die, is it injured? And that way, if you're the sort of person like me who can't watch, you know, can't watch Old Yellow, can't watch uh, the movie where the dog dies, then you don't have to because you're told beforehand. Yeah. I will watch movies, and this is apropos of nothing. I will go to IMDb to read the synopsis before I watch the film just to make sure I don't get any nasty surprises and have feelings. You're like the dog in the bubble, aren't you? Yes. It would be good. That would be good, travelling around in a bubble. <laughs> in a bubble. This is not really about the election, though. So. Uh, yeah, but it's about us, and it's more interesting because we're very yeah. interesting people. We are, and the the election isn't. So Anyway, shall we, shall we sign off? We should, yeah. Oh, should we get a proper sign-off. The music... How good is the music? the music? People have mentioned the music to me, and, and sometimes in a good way. Really? Yeah. They said, oh, the dog, they said like... the dog really play that? And I said, yeah, he played that. He did. Yeah. 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 It does sound like a professional musician. Yeah. Oh. That, 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 I, I, I play that organ in my lounge room. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're professional. It's not, you know, it sound like that. Quadruple threat, man. You know. <laughs> 3.5. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, it's it's been delightful, John. It has been good. As ever, I've had more fun talking to you than I I have when I'm just talking to myself. So thanks very much. Yeah, look, I'm going to start the music now. Okay. Okay. Bye. Yeah.